What's up, people? Episode 25 of An Orange and Blue Thing. That's Darren Meenan. What up? Right there, live in the flesh. <laughs> I'm Brian Ernie. It is, what is it, June 15th? Something like that? I don't know. It's 15th? on the screen here. Yeah, yeah June, June 15th. 15th. It's there. The Mets are here. Playing. Yeah, kind of. I mean, Ish. you know, we, we got some news about an hour ago that kind of seemed like it was likely to happen, and unfortunately it was confirmed. Matt Harvey is hurt again. He's going to oh. be out for a few weeks. Um, but uh, do, do you even care at this point? I do care. You know what? And I, and I and he's extremely humbled. I think by this whole experience. Did you listen to his interview after the game last night? No. Very like honest and open. Like, listen, you know, something's going on. I'm going to get checked out by a doctor tomorrow. And not like, I don't know. It just he just seemed very very different the way he was with the reporters. And he kind of just knows that maybe something's going on that had to be checked out. So he did go today and got it checked out and it's some kind of fracture or stress. Something's going on in his shoulder. I don't want to say fracture, but no, it's something's, like a, some kind of irritation, whatever. whatever something's whatever up with his is. shoulder. They're, they're going to shut it down. Last night in the interview, he said, I haven't thrown, he looked up at the radar, you know, the radar gun after a couple of pitches and it said 87. He said he hasn't thrown 87 since he's like a freshman in high school. So obviously he knew something was up. At least he was honest and open with it, with the reporters rather than saying, I don't know. You know, I'm just tired or fatigue or whatever they say. Dead arm, whatever it was. At least he was honest. So yeah. that's what it started as a dead arm, right? That's but now the... we're back to the six man rotation, and it looks like Montero is going to get another crack for like the millionth time. So I know you and I both aren't too excited to see that. Walker drops down a bunt. He's out for who knows how long. It's a shame. It's a good bunt. It was, but uh, what are you going to do? I mean, uh, th- it just exacerbates the need for a good infielder, and we should toast properly cheers man cheers uh which of course should be amid rosario and for whatever reason sandy was on i did catch his justification of not calling up rosario and i get where he's coming from i, I do not get where he's coming i, I from. get i get where he's coming from in the sense that he wants the guy to succeed and put him in a good position to i get succeed. it what he said was if they bring up a top prospect they want the top prospect to stay up which makes total sense they probably didn't weren't happy about having to send Conforto back down. Right. I get it. But his response well, was, I mean, the Yankees, we already have good players here. Yeah. Like, Estrubal's hurt. Yeah. Walker's hurt. Reyes is the only option right now. Yeah, Reyes. Reyes is Reyes, not Flores, Reyes of 2006. Rivera, this is reality. We need Rosario up here. Well, the, the thing about it, too, is what I was going to say is the Yankees sent down Mickey Mantle, you know, when he came up. I mean, it, it's not, like, unheard of that 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 heralded prospects come up and get sent back down. I get it. And you know what it is also? We talked about this with Gesellman and, and you know, this is the big leagues. If you don't produce, you don't, I don't, I'm not worried about hurting Rosario's feelings. Right. If he comes up and he doesn't have it and it's not working, send him down. Well, that's we got big four games coming up. You know, we want to see Rosario. The fan base is excited to see Rosario. He's, he's crushing it down in, in triple a, yeah. bring him up. Yeah. So last night, Walker gets hurt. First thing you go to Twitter, everyone's like, that's it. He's getting a shot. But they can't really not bring up, bring him up now, right? Boom. First thing I said. He's not up. And, and so, it's, it doesn't make any sense, too, because even if Cabrera comes back, that was the new thing. Well, well, okay, if Cabrera's out longer than 10 days, then we'll bring him up maybe. Well, here's the problem with that, though, is that if you bring Cabrera up, it's good. If he, I mean, if you bring Rosario up, it's good because you can play Rosario at short. You can move Flores to his best defensive position, which is second base. I, I want to just touch briefly on something that happened on Tuesday when we were there, which is that that inning that happened in the second inning, that seven-run inning, 
it, the floodgates were open because they couldn't turn a double play, and that's never going to show up on a score sheet because you can't assume the double play. But Flores lollipopped it over to Walker on, a, on an inaccurate throw again. He's not a third baseman. I mean, the guy just is not good defensively. And obviously it's not an error because you can't assume the double play or whatever, and Wheeler's going to get tacked with all the runs. And I personally thought Wheeler was tipping his pitches on Tuesday. Yeah, so you're right that. Yeah, um, we can talk about that in a sec. But what I'll just quickly say is if Rosario plays short, even when Cabrera comes back, you put Cabrera at third, which he will be very capable of doing. He's been terrible at shortstop during his Mets tenure. And and then at second base, you can play Flores at a, at a position where he seems more natural. And that all around is a pretty decent infield. So I don't understand the hesitation. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. It's dumbfounding. But you know what it is? It's it's the I've read someone wrote on Twitter. It's like we're so trained now to see bad news about the players, and you're not even shocked anymore. It's like you hear about Harvey. You hear about Walker. You hear about – and now um, – Syndergaard's another four weeks out before he can throw a ball. Yeah. So he got checked up today, too. So it's like we get all this bad news. I was very excited after last night's win. You know what I mean? They yeah, came back. For good reason. After, you know, at, in the ninth inning, you almost forgot that Harvey started the game. Yeah. You know, come back, win the game. Granderson, shout out to Granderson. Uh, got a couple tweets here. The, his uh, 300th home run was last night. The and one on the left is one. from Steven Matz. He wrote, yeah. congrats, Granderson. What, what's that from? 300, the movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. 300, the movie. I thought I, I knew... There you go. It's not a comedy, so I don't know anything about it. But <laughs> we can't I guess, quote it. I guess that makes a lot Other of sense. Than this is and then on the right, it's from the Mets. You yeah. know, um, hat tip. He got the crown last night. Three hundred home runs, a nice career, man. That's really impressive. Did you see the the firestorm of of negativity that was posted after I lit that Cubs hat on fire? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I um we didn't talk about that, but the so let me just for those that didn't see it, there it is again. <laughs> you probably don't even like it, but whatever. So we ordered hats, Mets hats, and in the sleeve, it's like a, a dozen in a box. In the sleeve of Mets hats, the 12th hat was a Cubs hat. And it's been on my desk, like the coffee table at work, for a month and a half. And I'm looking at it every day. And after that Tuesday night outing, which, by the way, when I parked my car, it was 102 degrees yes, in the car. The it was miserable. And then they, it was 9-1 in the second inning, obviously. Uh, morale was pretty low out there. But anyway, so the next morning I get to work, and I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, God damn it. It's like this freaking Cubs hat staring at me. I'm going to burn this thing. Oh, man. So that's what I did. And like some people weren't happy about it, but guess what? Well, you bought it. It's go not fly like, cut. It's, yeah, I paid for it. It's, yeah. not like, uh, yeah. it's not like I took some kid's hat at City Fields. I'm going to go pee on yeah. this and burn I it. I was surprised <laughs> you didn't do that. I was I was surprised like you didn't bring it Tuesday night and just like give it to some kid Cubs fan or something like that. Whatever. I mean, it was after the fact. I was so that's disgusted. What, that's what I'm that. saying. Like, I now that I'm thinking, hearing the story. I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, Wednesday when I got to work, I'm like, this is yesterday. I got to work. I'm like, I can't look at this thing anymore. So it went up in flames. And there are worse things Whatever. in the world to do. Exactly. I, I with, with the amount of stuff that goes on in this world, burning a Cubs hat is the, the least of the issues. But yes. anyway, yes. besides that, about an hour ago, we found out that the netting is going to be extended past the dugout now, yeah. which I think is soft. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. S A W F T. Yeah, it's like a. It's yeah, soft. <laughs> Come on, are you serious? It should not be the fans' um, fault in the rest of the of the sections that some dumbasses in the front don't pay attention to the game. Yes. I get it. Baseball's been around a very long time. The yes. amount of people that get hurt, it's because of their own stupidity. You know, for the most for the part. most part, for the most part. God forbid, you know, some older woman or older man is sitting or there kid. and they, they don't have qu quick reactions and then they get hit in the face with a bat. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. It also does say on the back of your ticket that that yeah. stuff might actually happen. Yeah. So now that the netting is going to go extended past the dugouts, I don't know exactly. I didn't read the the, the whole uh, it's, press it's, release. It's significant. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, okay. I feel and a little it's happening bit, soon. I feel right after the right the after. Yeah. You'll you guys. We'll be well. We'll be there for the first. I won't be at that. It one, doesn't really affect us. It doesn't affect us at all. But you'll see it. Come on. First, uh, so here's how I feel about it. Um, 
It's ridiculous. It has nothing to do. I mean, I don't. So I was an Islander season ticket holder when they first put the Nets um, in up, you know, behind the goals for the NHL, and I was kind of up in arms the same way a lot of people were today. Um, but that was in response to somebody, maybe even in Nashville or some one of the some one of the towns. Um, somebody passed away because they got hit, uh, puck deflected off the Which is iron. horrible. Which is, you yeah. don't want to make light of that. But you like, don't. But here's the thing. Here, the net technology, they say it's going to be 97% see-through. The kid's okay. not getting a ball anymore after the inning's over. When, like when they throw the ball to dude and, they, and he throws it out, picks the kid out, throws it out. This stuff's it's over. Yeah. You it's know, over. The t-shirt launch is over. I just feel... I don't you know. know, it's it's. I don't. I I'm, I don't feel. On. I don't feel. Because as some idiot in the front. It. Oh, uh, what's going? on? This is it. Like here, I've seen people in the front row. Yeah. Front row against the cement yeah. on the front row down the down yeah. with kids. Yeah. Down the first baseline, just sitting like this. Yeah. No. I no. You're right. You get hit in the back of the head. You deserve it. It's yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, but the, the only pay thing, attention. But we talk. You said it yourself, though. Like if you have an uh, an older person, or if you have a young kid, or whatever, you know, a back comes flying, or or you know. Even these guys, you know, they're getting stronger and faster. The bats are more fragile, too. There was a big epidemic of when they a lot of hitters switched to maple bats. They they break and they fly. They don't just crack like ash bats. So we got a comment here from MJ. She said it's going to be sections 109 to 114 and 121 to 126. That's down the left field and, first, and you know, left and yeah, right field line. Yeah, I think it cuts off at 111. I think it cuts off at 111 and 124, I think is what the Anyway, we do have a game tonight, so we are going to move right along. I forgot to talk about this before. The Mets did send us... You can't see the green. I didn't even think about that. But they did send us the shirt from tomorrow night. This is the free shirt Friday, the tie-dye shirt. If you're going to City Field tomorrow night, you can get this for free. But by watching this right now, if you just share the show on your wall, tell your friends you're watching Orange and Blue Thing. Before we turn this thing off, we will select one person. We only have one this, this time. One person to get this shirt for completely nothing. Um, nothing. We did put up a poll this morning. Yes. About... The series, that's, this is a big series. Yeah. Well, We're eight and a half games out. The Nationals are in town for four games. Obviously, this was posted before we kind of got kicked in the gut again about, you know, we don't even know who's pitching tomorrow, about Harvey and Walker and Syndergaard's not coming back now for an extra month. So who knows what the hell's going to happen. But we did ask the, the fans to uh, let us know what their predictions are for this four-game series. Us getting swept is not an option because there's only four, four options in Twitter. And not a lot of people are going to vote for that anyway. Right, not, but you know what I mean. Uh, the options were 4-0, and 3-1, 2-2, or 1-3. and 3-1 and got first with 41%, and 13% of the people did say that we are going to sweep. So more than 50% of the people out there that did vote on this are very optimistic and um, excited about the series, myself included. I voted for 3-1, and one, which is what I said last week. Yes. And what did you say again for the 18-game stretch? 9-9. Nine 9-9. Nine. Nine. I said 11-7, and seven, so I'm closer than you are right now. Right now, what are they, 5-2? Five 5-2. And five and five and From last week's show, I said 11-7. and seven. You said nine and nine. They're five and two. So we'll see what happens. I would much rather you be right. Than no, yeah, I texted right. you the next day when they were yeah. five. When they were You're like, five oh, you want to change it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to change it. But I mean, I factored that in. That was before the Cubs. Before the Cubs series started, I said I figured they would do well against the Braves. But you know, you got the Cubs and then the Nationals and then the Dodgers, and you know, it's it's, it's a tough stretch. Um, we do know that it's that it's Gio Gonzalez against Robert Gesellman tonight. Yep. Um, we'd, we'd have no idea about tomorrow. Yeah. Other than we know that Max Scherzer is pitching for Washington, so. Um, it's look, I picked two and two. Um, I would love for it to be three and one. Um, I think if you are going to want to get into this playoff series race, it, uh, you know, it better be three and one. Yeah. I mean, a split doesn't do much, you know, split, we're still eight and a half out, you know what I mean? So we got to do something this weekend and I would love to see a sweep. Who knows if that's going to happen, but at least three and one, you know what I mean? I would, I mean, look, that's what, that's what the goal has to be. Um, maybe, you know, know, if it's, if it's, if they're tied going into Saturday, I got to burn a hat. 
Well, you're going to have to now. (laughs) You didn't reply earlier, too. I'm like, hey, before you come over, bring a T-Rex burger and a Nationals hat. Well, one, I needed to first educate myself on what a T-Rex burger was. (laughs) Two, I do have a Nationals hat, but my parents got it for me in D.C. Fuck that. Bring it over. For like 10, 10, 15 years ago. Dude, I called called Dick's around here today to ask. I really had no time to spare today. I was like, hey, do you guys sell Nationals hats? You could have one at Lids. I didn't want to go all the way to the mall. Uh, Do you have Nationals hats? She's like, wait, what? Said Washington Nationals. He's like, no. Why would we sell that? I was like, yeah, exactly. That's a but good point. Like, to burn, obviously. Well, next time. Anyway, you know. for those watching, a T Rex burger is nine Wendy's hamburgers stacked on just a bun. It's not great. It's disgusting, but it's like three thousand plus calories, and I was about to tackle it. Oh, speaking show, of which, uh, we just have to say it ties into maybe t- even two products. You see, uh, Tommy uh, Hamann in the uh, in the comments kept asking if we tried the home the home run apple ice cream cup yet. No, but I saw people uh, having that the other day. It was yeah, pretty cool. It sounds cool. It looks good. Great I mean, I'll eat desk it. Here. I'll eat it. All right, so uh, we do have a, a show to <laughs> show to run here. Uh, besides, um, you know, all the stuff that happened. In the past week, the best promotion, probably not promotion, but in what do they call it? in stadium games? In game entertainment, exactly. Because we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Someone asked what our favorite was, yeah. and we mentioned the running race. Well, we thought the little kid running was awesome. It's different now. The na- the national the nationals the, the Braves freaking crushed it with the freeze. So watch this. Yes. Keep talking for a second. All right. Well, you're going <laughs> to see it. But uh, this guy, apparently, if you haven't seen the freeze yet, he is a former, what, like top 20 or top 30 he's still training. Sprinter. Yeah, yeah. He's still training to be. Um, to go to the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. And he is, uh, which he missed he's the Olympics. He's a grounds crew guy that they just yes, found out. He's, he's on he's the like, Braves grounds yeah. crew All now. Right, so we're ready. Here we yeah. go. I think. Awesome. Look, if I love Ronnie there, right in the dirt where he belongs. Look, if listen, if that wasn't um, set up, like if that wasn't a total work, I, that I guy is the. If that guy, if that was a work, that guy is the best actor in the world because <laughs> when he starts to go down, you see that like, oh, like yeah. But you know what it is? I mean, I'm sure if you're a Mets fan, you've seen this, and and kudos to SNY for catching that. Oh, um, that was so D- Darren Ravel reposted it, and we just posted his tweet there, but. Um, for it's it's great. I mean, the amount of things that people come up with. I actually like the thing they stepped it up from last year at City Field. They do the racing with the cars, and they got a pedal. That's better than than them running. Do you see on Saturday the guy basically like grinding the guy against the wall to, to yeah, beat this him? Is great. That's, that's fantastic. That's great. You know what it is? I think people are seeing this freeze thing. They're trying to step their game up. But shout out to the Braves for coming up with like the best thing ever. But and also good luck to that guy. You know, he's a he's a ground yeah. screw guy. He's still grinding, and I, I'm just nervous for his legs. You can't be doing that every night. I know. Well, you uh, got to give the freeze some days off. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, for sure. Um, the Braves. Braves tweeted about it. Uh, they showed him. He did like a sort of like the kid, little base, little kid base uh, 
running exercise last year, and I guess that's when they found out he was fast or whatever. The guy missed the Olympics by like three one-thousandths of a second or whatever. So good luck to the guy because um, – and if you want to check that out, it's on my Twitter um, feed. Yeah, a lot of people reposted that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah very cool. So, so awesome. But anyway, we do have Matt Cerrone coming up in a little bit. We do have a lot of other stuff to talk about as well. If you want this T-shirt, press share right now. We'll pick someone out to win it. We did set up a rally bus. If you ever go with us to the games on the road, when we when it's close enough, we try to a, set up a, a bus. A rally bus or a rally? Rally <laughs> bus of the Long Island Expressway. <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, the rally bus, shout out to those guys. We've done many trips with them. They brought us to Cooperstown. We've went to D.C. a couple times, Baltimore a couple times, actually once to Baltimore. Uh, so they did set up a listing for next weekend's trip to the Cyclones. Cyclones uh, MCU Park is not the easiest to get to if you're going to try to drive. There's a lot of traffic on, on the weekends, plus you got to pay to park. And it's an open bar once you get to the game, so who wants to deal with that? So No one. It's only 35 bucks <clears throat> Right now, they're confirmed. <laughs> Easy, Peter Brady. <laughs> right now, they're confirmed for one full bus. I'm not exactly sure how many people did it yet, though. So if you go to rallybus.net and just type in the Seven Line Army in the top, it'll bring you to this page here. And then what we're doing is... Brian and I, I don't know if, I still don't know if you're coming or not. We live in on Long Island, so we're going to get picked up in Islandia. It's the same price no matter where you're going to leave from. So it's going to pick us up in Islandia and then also stop in Little Neck, uh, right off the Little Neck Parkway. So if you go to rallybus.net, type in the seven line, this will come up and secure your spot now. They're definitely going to bring at least one bus. One bus holds 54 people. Yeah. So if that's full and they can't fill a second, then that'll be it. So if you do want to get a ride with us, hop on the deal, do it right now or do it once the show's over and uh, join us. It's definitely going to be a fun time. The outing itself, I think this might be a good time for us to talk about the tournament as well. Yeah, I think so. It's... But the, the outing itself is going to be a blast. We have like 800 tickets. It comes with a T-shirt. It comes with a food voucher and open bar for two and a half hours. So if you, do get the, if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, the Cyclone started mailing them out, and you should have it any day now. So um, Also, we talked about this on our Twitter feeds today, the Softball tournament is happening on Saturday, September 30th. Saturday, September 30th at MCU Park there. They will have registrations open soon. We're not exactly allowed or, or able to talk about when the registrations are. They know it's very high demand so far. I mean, a lot of people are already talking smack like they're going to win the whole freaking thing, and no one even signed up yet. So they are going to allow 16 teams. 16 teams of between 10 and 12 people. You have to have three females on your team. And we don't exactly know how much it's going to be yet, but it is, we, we heard some pricing from them. It seems very affordable. You're going to split it up between how many people are playing on your team. It's going to come with a T-shirt, food and drink voucher, and a portion of that team entry is going to go to charity. It's going to be a great day. Um, and there will be a lottery system to pick the 16 teams. So what they're going to do is they're going to allow people to sign up up until X amount of date. So as, if they get like 25, 30 people, to yeah, whatever. But no, you don't have to pay yet. Right. They'll have the lottery system in place. They'll contact those teams and say, you were selected to play. Here's a spot to place your deposit. So that's, what, that's the way it's going to happen. So um, we're definitely going to make a trophy. There's going to be uh, real umpires that are impartial, have nothing to do with us. Our names will be on the scoreboard. There'll be an announcer. It's, it's a real, real deal thing. And really playing cool. right on the field. So that's really cool. It's going to be very cool. And A lot you, of smat talk happened already. I was going to say, if you think you're coming at me, man, <laughs> no. You better shoot to kill. Yeah. Brian thinks he's the man here. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't think I'm the man. I think my squad's the collective men well, and I'm women. I'm on the squad. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm not saying. That good. <laughs> so I'm, I, 
Come on, you man. You told me last week, though, you picked me up. I'll pick you up. I got you. I'm going to wow people. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. One way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get Matt on the line. Matt is from Mets Blog. He wrote an awesome book. He gave a shout-out to the seven line in there, which is really nice of him. So we're going to try to give him a shout through Skype. Um, we, we should say uh, people are out to come to the to just watch. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. The, the On the tournament, it will be open for spectators as well. Obviously, if you're playing, your friends and family, family might want to be there to support you. Um, so, yeah, the tickets will be sold separately. Only just a few bucks just to get in. And, and the, obviously, the concessions will be open. It's September 30th. So hopefully, the Mets aren't clinching the NL East that day. Yeah. Well, I hope not. If not, somebody <laughs> might have, we might have to get a bus right to uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, right. All right, Matt. I am trying to hit you up. The, we're, my team name is not going to be the Jobbers. It might be. It might have to be too sweet, though. <laughs> or, the, or the club, maybe a little uh, bullet club action. I don't know. Maybe uh, might have to trademark it. So we'll see. We'll see what we go. But uh, we'll, it'll definitely be ref, wrestling influence. Darren doesn't get a say in that. As de facto captain of this squad, it is definitely going to have to be a wrestling. Uh, Blue World Order. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. There's a, there's a lot of recommendations. So we're waiting to get Matt on the line. Um, and then we'll go from there. Uh, oh, well, no, we'll save that for later. We'll save that for What's later. What's that? Rally Man hit me up and uh, asked me a question, but I think I think we should save it for the uh, Facebook Q&A portion of the uh, program. As we get Matt queued up here, don't forget uh, to flip over at 710 for first pitch SMY. Gary, Keith, and Ron will take you. Through the opener of the series against the Washington Nationals, Gio Gonzalez against Robert Kesselman. Mets eight and a half games back uh, as they kind of make the turn here into Father's Day weekend. They're going to need at least three out of four. We touched on that, but uh, should be very, very interesting to uh, see how it goes. But go check out the boys. Um, I hit up Nelson Figueroa and uh, tried to talk, tell him about my uh, Zach Wheeler uh, theory, and I'll talk about that. I do want to give you... a shout to our kiosk at City Field. Yeah. They do have some of the hats, the hats that we put up the other day. Yeah, so yeah. if you are at City Field or you're on your way this weekend, they do have the um, – A lot of people checking in on them too. The LGM fitted, the uh, uniform fitted, and the adjustables. They have the, the uniform one, the polo grounds. The uh, Is that the one I'm wearing? No, I'm wearing the, uh, the token. token. The, the uniform one, the polo grounds, the rope, the bridge, ice cream, the man. corduroy, and the ice cream. Yes. Um, so I would just tell you about the Zach Wheeler thing. I hit up Nelson, uh, on Twitter. I could be, could be wrong, could be crazy, but I'm pretty sure Zach Wheeler was tipping his pitches all night on Tuesday. Uh, was sitting down the line with my dad, a little closer to the action on Tuesday, did a little chill out night. And, uh, it looked like his whole body, um, was slowing down with his off speed pitches. So I correctly called like 15 straight pitches based on speed, off speed or fastballs, um, just watching his motion and not even checking the gun and, and all that stuff. So it was, didn't really surprise me to see him get lit up. Hit up Nelson, asked him if he could check into it and do some uh, do some digging and do some maybe some film work. So over the next couple of days, uh, if if unless I'm imagining things, uh, maybe that'll be maybe that'll make its way on the pregame. Who knows? So we'll see. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I would get Dan Worthen on the line if I had his number. But <laughs> I do not. I do not. I have, we'll ask Matt for it. Matt, I have no. different pitching coaches' numbers, but not Dan Worthen. I'm sorry, Dan. All, All right. right. So if you're, we're still waiting for Matt. I have no idea what's going on here with Skype. We do use Skype for the time being. We'll get Matt. We'll get Matt on there. If you we, want, if you want this shirt, share the show right now. Hey, uh, let's talk about the hats really quickly. Okay, um, go ahead. What's his top seller? Top seller is the uniform snapback. This one. 
No, no, the uniform. Oh, no, the no, pinstripe. Pin I, call, yeah, pin I call the pinstripe the uniform. Yeah, yeah. That's number one. And number two, surprisingly, is the Mr. Met uh, dad, the dad cap. dad cap? Yeah. Why do people like dad caps? I don't know. It looks weird with me with the hair. This me- one look, kind of looks weird with the hair, too, but... I don't think so. I think that's, like, right up your alley. I uh, See, I can't wear dad caps because I have a gigantic head. It just looks... It doesn't look good. It's not. A, it's a whole thing. The head and the eyebrows go together, and it just doesn't work. Should we move on to something else and come back to Matt? We can move on to whatever you want. You're, dude, it's your world, and I'm just living <laughs> in it. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, you know what? Let's you can just that. hear my docile tones of... I can just like do some nighttime radio. We have no idea what's going on with Matt Cerrone right now. So this might be a shorter show than we thought when this actually goes up on. Do you um, want to do the interview like your Matt? Like, do, <laughs> do you want? Do you want a role play? You want a little role play game? Could get weird. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me tell you what Rally Man hit me up with while while we're waiting yeah, on ahead, that. You do that. So Rally Man said, "Bry, what's the deal? Like, how do I bend a hat?" And I think this is a great question. <laughs> you know how many emails we get per week from people that say, oh, I would really like to buy a hat, but it's, it's, the brim is flat. Flat, it's yeah. It's not concrete. All right. So here's the thing. <laughs> My head does not have its own weather station, Tezza. Thank you very much. So when you get a hat, it depends what kind of brim you want. But like back in the 90s, remember back in the 90s when people used to like freaking get it and they would stay with it. Damn, man. You're serious with that. It's not going to. It's going to go back. They would get it there and they'd U-shape it. Anyway, I do like like a ball player. So I told Rally Man I'd show I'd show this. You just like, just you it and work it in, man. Just keep working it in every couple of days. That's it. So Rally Man, that's for you, buddy. But anyway, we got Matt. So we're going to bring him on. For that. Uh, I founded Metsblog.com in 2003 as a school project and has built it into the go-to source for Mets news and opinions with over 500 million page views since its inception. His book, The New York Mets Fan Bucket List, is available now, and he'll be signing copies of it at the Barnes & Noble in Eastchester, New York, tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock p.m. It is Matt Sarone. Matt, man, what's up? I'm doing good, guys. What's uh, what's going on with you? I'm, I'm pouring my beer as we speak. Oh, awesome. I had, to, I had to get my daughter off to a t-ball game, so you know how it is. I, I heard all about it. You're our first guest. <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> You're our first guest that actually wants to drink with us. There Cheers, man, virtually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it feels weird drinking with you, not in Port St. Lucie at your favorite establishment. Fine and barley. Although I'm drinking something that they would have there, which is a New England IPA. Super juicy. It's crazy. Yeah, I am we're, not. We're not. We're drinking. <laughs> I'm sure you're not. I'm sure you're not. Matt knows my crappy taste in beer, so uh, right. whatever. That's okay. All right. Um, listen, Matt, the, the book is a great place to start because obviously you have the signing tomorrow. Um, tell us about the concept uh, of how it came to be. And uh, the experience of what it was like collecting uh, these items that should be on every Mets fan's bucket list. Uh, you know, I'm thankful that Triumph, which is the publisher, they've been doing these books for every team uh, in pretty much every sport. And they had picked mostly beat writers to author them. Uh, my literary agent came to me with the project. I had refused a bunch of these things over the years. And this one made sense because it was like, you know, 800 to 1,000 word little essays, which, you know, obviously being a blogger, like that made total sense. So it was a perfect fit. And they kind of already had the format broken down, you know, things to know, things to read, things to see, you know, places to eat, stuff like that. So, you know, they made it really easy in terms of organizing it. I posted on Twitter one day, like about a year ago, you know, what are some stuff, topics, people threw things out at me. I had my own And then it was just, it was an opportunity to get to write about these things. But what I found as I was writing it, it was less about the individual things on the bucket list, so to speak, as it became like this large ridiculousness of all the things that sort of make up being a Mets fan that isn't about what happens on field. 
which I kind of liked because, you know, you know, you read Mets blog, you wrote on Mets blog, Brian, you know how like it's it's all news and rumor. I mean, today we have 10 news posts about injuries, for Christ's sake. So, like, you know, I never get a chance to write about, um, you know, all these other sort of extracurricular stuff that sort of goes on around uh, being a Mets fan, things like the seven line and going to the game with you guys and, and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, to get a chance to sort of write these nice little essays about it and package it up in this book form, I, you know, for me, it was, it was awesome. It was a great opportunity. So I did it. Which I want to bring up because I, I was very honored that you even wanted to put that in there, like sit with the seven line. Like books don't go away. So like it's kind of be the type thing where like we're, we're in the book. You know, thank you so much for putting us in there. Do you remember the first time you sat with us? I know you've been to a couple, couple of tailgate parties, <laughs> but I know like when you go to a game – a lot of times you have, we have work to do. So you can't really like sit there with us a lot. And you know, you've said multiple times, like some, some aspects of it aren't your thing, which is totally cool because I, I appreciate that you're honest with that. You know, we don't think that our brand and our style of cheering is for everybody, but it's, sure. it's an honor to be in the book. So do you remember your first time coming to, coming to sit with us? Yeah. I mean, I actually wrote a, a post about it, the experience on Mets blog about uh, hanging out with you guys. And th this was sort of an opportunity to get a little bit more in depth. And for me, uh, you know, well, to answer the question, no, I actually don't remember specifically. I think it was one of the last games of the season. Um, I was there with my dad, which was something we always used to do uh, together before he passed away uh, a year ago. And so that, that was that was kind of a cool thing. And he knew a lot of the people in the crew. And so that made it, you know, kind of fun. And I, I was able to sort of go off and do work stuff while he hung out with you guys, which was terrific because it kept him busy. Um, you know, and so that, that was, uh, that was sort of the introduction. And then for me, uh, you know, I didn't grow up with a lot of Mets fans around me. I'm, I'm surrounded by Yankee fans, some Red Sox fans, and, you know, I, I don't have a, I have like maybe two or three close Mets fan friends that I grew up with. If that, I don't keep in touch with them very much anymore. Just one. So, you know, the opportunity to kind of go out and sort of have that experience that you guys are having where, you know, sit there and just sort of be surrounded by Mets fans who just want to have a good time. We're not, you know, yeah, you can talk a little bit about, you know, injuries and moan and groan. But for the most part, you guys are there to have a good time, watch the game and enjoy a baseball game, which gets really lost sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and I am guilty of it, you know, because that's my job to an extent is to really sort of get bogged down in the, the minutia, the day to day stuff. But it's supposed to be fun. For me, it was always sitting on the couch watching the game with my dad or a couple of buddies. So, you know, to go and be surrounded by 800 people that are all sort of like-minded and, and sharing in the same experience is awesome. And that is absolutely something that I think every Mets fan should experience. Probably even the most jaded, to be totally honest. Like, I think that's the person that probably would benefit from it the most yeah, is agree. actually going out there and hanging out, you know? We're going to divert. I mean, we're going to get off the list here. We do have some notes, but I do want to yeah. bring up, because Brian and I talked about this all the time, like seeing behind the curtain and doing this every day. And I see sometimes like you used to take, I don't know if you still do it, you take like social media breaks. So is it tough for you to balance doing this as a job and also continuing being a fan? Because you, you mentioned you, there's not many people around you that are Mets fans. And for those that are watching or listening, Matt's from Connecticut. So is it harder for you to balance that and still stay true to your roots of being a fan when you just got to do this as a job? Um, is that no. tough? Not really, and the reason for it, and Brian can attest to this, is I don't really, well, and so could you for that matter, I don't really go to the park that much. I never did as a kid. It was a treat. It was a, you know, once every couple of months at best, um, you know, because it's two hours, three hours of traffic away. Uh, so I didn't really go that often, and I still don't. I mean, I have press credentials, and it's my job to sort of stay in touch with the team and aware, but it's not necessarily to be on the ground in the locker room asking questions like a beat reporter. That's not what I do. That's not who I am. So... 
you know, I go and I kind of network a little bit and kind of catch up with some people. And it's more just an opportunity to say hello and, and keep some relationships going. But yeah, I mean, so I'm not there all the time looking behind the curtain necessarily. Yeah. Um, I can, and I guess I'm allowed to, to an extent, but that's not, and this gets back to what I said before. That's not why I was a baseball fan. Like I didn't grow up wanting to be a beat writer and I still don't. So you know, that's what I like what I do, which is be a Mets fan and talk about what I think about the team. Like, that's it. Yes, so, yeah. you know, yeah. Do I get to meet David Wright and, and text with him about my spine injuries? Yeah. OK. But, you know, that's that. It's not, hey, when are you coming back from the DL? Because I want to report it. Like, right, I don't right, care. right, right, right. Well, I'm, so, glad, I'm glad you brought David yeah. Wright up because uh, one of the big things that always pops out to me is your relationship with him. Um, so I got to see a little bit of it firsthand. Um, I know he wrote the foreword for the book, um, and he's been a big supporter of Mets blog throughout the years. Um, tell us a little bit about working with him. And I know he's been kind of off our radar for a little while because he's been hurt, but still, you know, one of the, the, the biggest figures in Mets history. Well, he is alive. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, no, he's, uh, I mean, he's super nice and, you know, he's just really genuine and just a normal dude, which, you know, is helps. Um, you don't get a lot of that. Baseball players are a little strange sometimes. I think Darren could probably tell you that. Um, you know, so there it's, he's just kind of a normal guy. So, uh, that helps number one. Number two, I, I got into Mets blog. I started doing it as a hobby and started kind of taking it seriously around the time he came into the big leagues. He was one of my first interviews. He was in double a, wasn't even promoted yet. Um, and so we've known, you know, I've known of him and he's known of me for a long time. And then through spring trainings, got to know one another a little bit and, yeah, when this when this the book came around, I saw you know Chris Carpenter did the Ford for the Cardinals, and I knew Pete Abraham was trying to get David Ortiz to do the one for the Red Sox. I felt a little pressure to like, oh, I got to get you know somebody of some notoriety to do this, um, you know. And so I figured, well, let me just ask David, what what the hell? He never does anything like this, so maybe he'll say yes. I don't know. He said yes immediately, and you know we talked a little bit and, and worked together on, on writing it. My assistant Meredith Perry Brian, who you know, yep. um, you know she's terrific, great. and she she's helped great. kind of craft it. And uh, ultimately, once I read it back and kind of saw what it was, I realized for him, I think it was just an opportunity. Like Darren said, it's a book. It's permanent. And I think he knew Mets fans would have this in hand. And this was an opportunity essentially to say thank you to Mets fans for and if you read it, you know, you see like he's basically just saying thank you for giving him the opportunity to have the life he has. And, you know, this is something this was an opportunity for him to put that in print and to be able to do that for him and with him for me as a fan and as somebody who, who knows him, you know, that's just awesome. All right. So Brian already down reading talk with Matt Cerrone. Check out his new book, the New York Mets fans bucket list. It's available now on Kindle, uh, Amazon for Kindle as well as paperback. Right. And I saw you're like number 17 on like the, the hot new books or something like that baseball books, which is awesome. So congrats on that. I know. I'm not, that's not enough though. It's just so terrible. No, we'll, we'll bump it up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I gotta be, I gotta be number one. And you know, I I'm the same with this show, <laughs> with this show, I'm the exact yeah. same way. I watch live. I watch other live Facebook videos or live like shows that have yeah. like ten times as many likes on their page as we do, and we have better numbers than they do. So, and he texts me about all it the time, at all like, hours. Oh, Brian, of the check day. out the numbers because we, we both have a baby, so like, we know that screenshots. I know he's up at five in the morning. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. dude, check this out. We're like, we're crushing it. So anyway, all right, man. General impressions of this team right now: um, four games under 500. They've won six of eight, but then they get the bad news right away today. They have the Nats coming in. Is there any way you see them playing in the postseason? It's going to be hard. They got to play 600 ball. They got to go 60 and 40 or whatever, some something like that to win 90 games. And 90 doesn't even really do anything for the wild card if the Rockies and the Diamondbacks don't 
fall back a little. So, I mean, you know, maybe that gets the Nationals, the Nationals bullpen. I mean, we're going to see in the next few days how legit the Nationals are, and I'm still sort of suspect on their pitching. But it's going to be hard, man. You know, everybody, oh, yeah, they played so great in the second half the last couple years, but they weren't four at 1.8 under 500 at any point those those two seasons. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough fight. They're losing guys left and right. I mean, this 90 minutes today uh, on the 15th of, of we were writing about injury after in, – I mean, it was ridiculous. There's 10 posts on Mets blog about injuries right now. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Can they do it? Sure. And it would be awesome if they did. be a great story. I love baseball stories, and, like, that would be amazing. But it's going to be hard. But that might make it all the more fun. So we'll see. So speaking of injuries, a lot of fans are clamoring for Rosario. We saw Walker go down last night, and we thought that he might be the next guy to get called up. So what is – what? What do you think the reason is that this guy's not up here today? Well, number one, it's getting to the point where... Besides if, what Sandy if, told us today. Yeah, I mean, if everybody on the infield uh, was injured tonight, I still don't know that Rosario would get promoted the way Alderson's talking about. It's, it is ridiculous. I've never really seen anything like it. It's it's not like they're asking this kid to come up and pitch. Like, they, he plays both, if not three positions they have suffered injuries at, and he's hitting three whatever in AAA, and he's a top... Like, it doesn't make sense, so... My understanding and talking to just some people out there and trying to listen a little bit around, you know, the team, it sounds to me like they're a little concerned about, one, is preparation before games, something to do with his plate discipline, which I don't see when I look at the stats, but that's what they say. He hits a lot of ground balls that get through on the dirt field in Vegas that, you know, in the big leagues, it's probably ground out. So I think that's a little bit of a concern. They want to see him drive the ball a little more. But who cares? That, what I don't <laughs> understand is what is the difference? My, right? thing, my big thing is the defense. The defense. Yeah. I mean, but, you have you have a shortstop. You have two shortstops on the roster that are combined, like negative 20 defensive yeah. run saves at shortstop. You get this guy up here, it would be like Ligaris in 2014 where his value is just with his glove, even if he does nothing yeah. at the plate. It's it makes re- zero terrible. sense. Terrible. It doesn't make any sense. Terrible. And, and, Sandy's explanation of it makes even less sense because who cares if he goes back to triple? What is the difference? We talked about like that they, prior to this. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about hurting his feelings. If he doesn't right, have it, send difference? him down. I don't know. Exactly. Right. I don't get it either. All right, Matt, before, before we let you go, the three of us are probably the biggest three Survivor fans that yeah. we all know. Final three right here. So yeah. that's it. So we know you applied. This is the big question. This is the moneymaker right here. Do I get to be your loved one visit if you make it on the show? <laughs> Well, my wife's not going. Well, maybe she would. I don't know. I don't think she would. Well, maybe, Brian. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> Remember the old days when they used to have the loved ones compete in the challenges yeah. with them? That would be great. Dude, that'd be awesome. but dude I'm ready. You can get on the show before me in a heartbeat. Me? Even, oh, me? Are you kidding? No way. No like, way. I would have a heart attack on the plane. It's not even like there's no point in even sending me out there. At least I... you, one of you two at least has a shot. You're riding BMX bikes. You, you know, come on. I mean, both of you. Like, come, please. I'll think I about it. I'm right. colorblind, asthmatic, had two knee surgeries. I mean, give me a break. You could be like the you could be the Cochran of the of that season. You Good still point. tried out though, which is awesome. Props yeah. to you for that. So it was fun. It was fun. Before, I can't wait till you guys do it though. You both have to try it. You got to do it. I'm gonna send the video, so at least I can prepare and edit it and send Maybe it. Maybe they in. could do Survivor Mets versus Yankees, and like we could be all on one tribe, and you know. Yeah, I like you got, it. You got to look up um, uh, Troy Zan's video. His like yeah, his. Yeah. Have you seen it? It's like the most professional thing ever. Of course he got picked. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. You do have a book signing tomorrow. I got it on the screen here. Matt Cerrone's book signing tomorrow, East Chester, New York, which I'm not even sure where that is, so Google it. Friday. Google it. Right right around White Plains. Friday, June 16th, which is tomorrow, 7 p.m., Barnes & Noble, 680 White Plains Road. 
I haven't seen it yet. I've seen excerpts of it online, but I've I've talked to people who have read it like multiple times already. So yeah. you know, I I think it's a great idea, and thank you so much again for having us be a part of it. I mean, I'm, I'm flattered and honored, and I can't wait to get a copy. So good luck to you tomorrow. Don't be nervous. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how book signings go, but um, neither do I. That's the problem. That's oh. that was your first one. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Good luck with it, dude. I'm I hide in the corner. I'm not. You know, this is tough. I don't All know right. what I'm gonna do. We'll get somebody to sign Matt's books for him. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt Cerrone, everybody. Matt, thanks for hanging out. Wait, with before us. we right, let you points. go, what's your prediction for the weekend? Uh, four games. What are they gonna do over the four? Uh, they're gonna split. They're gonna. They're gonna. Uh, it's. I think they're gonna lose these first two, then win the next two, and we'll be right where they started. All right, there it is. Later, man. Right in the middle. Bye. <laughs> Matt Cerrone, don't forget to head out to Barnes and Noble in East Chester. That's at 680 White Plains Road. Go out, support Matt. Check out the book. Get it signed by the man himself. A great friend. Thanks to Matt to, uh, for hopping on with us. Um, so what do we got here, kid? We're going to move over to some voice memos. Uh, 641, about 20 minutes before we get off this thing and let you jump onto SNY. We have a, a voice memo, actually a video memo, Ooh. which I think is very interesting. I, I don't think that – I think that you and I – let's play it. Okay. <laughs> I usually say too much before we get into, mm, in, no, okay. into the no, thick of it. No. Hold on. Hey, guys. Dave down in Maryland here. When I was growing up in North Jersey, I always said that I'd raise my kids to cheer for the hometown team. Well, now that I live just outside of Baltimore, I'm wondering if I should still stick to that. So far, I've been raising my three-year-old and my one-year-old girls to root for the Mets and cheer for the Mets and sing Meet the Mets. But I'm wondering if as they get older, if I should let them root for the Orioles, knowing that the majority of their friends are going to be Orioles fans and the games at Camden Yards are a whole lot easier for us to get to more often. So my question for you guys is, if you moved away from New York, would you still raise your kids to be Mets fans, or would you encourage them to cheer for the new hometown team? Thanks so much for all you guys do, and let's go Mets. Good question. Very good question, and very well spoken. I see his degrees are behind him on the wall. I like that. Um, I think that there's no doubt in my mind that this guy's daughter is going to be a Mets fan, or his kids are going to be Mets fans. Yeah. He actually even sent a video with this video of his daughter singing Meet the Mets while she's eating breakfast. So awesome. I think she's in. And um, I think even – I think no matter where you live, I think you, it might be easy to be distracted or swayed into liking the team that your friends like. But if you have a father who – he's wearing our jersey, he lives in Maryland, his kids are singing Meet the Mets already, I think they're in for life. Yeah, I would tend to agree still, with but that. But still, I, I think that you let them make their own decisions. Make their own decisions. But, it, but largely, if you have a good relationship with your, with your kids, which I'm sure uh, – he seems to have already singing Meet the Mets. I do that to my son every morning. I sing Meet the Mets. And uh, so, I mean, largely, if, if you have the relationship – like, I didn't wake up in the morning and be like, I want to root for the Mets. I woke up because, like – my dad watched the Mets, and I want to be around my dad and, like, around my grandfather and, like, all that stuff. So it wasn't like, oh, I, I was born to be a Mets fan. I was born to be a son and a grandson, and that's why I'm a Mets fan. You know what I mean? So um, I know you, what you're going to say. I think a lot of people – a lot of people do like teams because of their family roots. Of course, but yeah. It, it and just, it's easier to follow an out-of-town team now with the packages Exactly, and all that but stuff. with this type of thing, it could also be the kind of thing where your kid just wants to rebel. Be like, my Good. dad made me a Yankee. My dad made me a Mets fan. I live in Maryland. Go screw them. I'm, I'm going to root for the for the you know the, sure. the Orioles. But, sure, Or, God forbid, the Nationals. <laughs> but, well, I mean, that's a, I know you, what you're going to bring up, which is my which is my football fandom kind of no, thing. No, I'm over that. Even though you drink out of a Jets cup. I do. I, no, it's, I, I root for both New York teams, and, like, and, I, and I have Giants gear and stuff now because we're we're gonna raise my we're raising my son a Giants fan and it's one of those things where it really is a commitment like 
I'm my house is split on baseball and football, and we're the same on hockey. So I, you know, I'm it's Mets. It's 100% Mets, and I want to make sure that like I I live up to my end of the bargain on the football side. So I want to make sure that like I'm supportive of that decision. And plus the, the Jets frustrate the ever living piss out of me anyway. <laughs> and football so so far and away my third sport. Like it doesn't even compare to the Mets, and it doesn't even compare to the Islanders. So before we get to this next one, it's actually kind of on the same theme. If you weren't watching earlier, we are giving away the tie-dye T-shirt that the Mets are giving away at the ballpark tomorrow night. I'm, I'm only holding it up for like a quick second because you can't see the green because we have a green screen. But if you're interested in getting that for free, just share the show right now. So we do have another family-related question here from our girl Kylie. Hey, guys. This is Kylie from Queens, and I need you two to settle debate that Mike and I have. If somehow your kid ends up playing for the Yankees or the Nationals, something like that, would you be able to root for that team or would you just root for your kid? Because there is no way in hell you would ever find me in a Yankees hat. What do you guys think? Well, before you answer, I've told you about the problems. And if you've been watching the show, you know I haven't slept in like three months. So the way it's looking right now, I am not having another child. And I don't think that Amelia is going to be playing for the Nationals or the Yankees. So I don't have to worry about this. So this is on but me. It, this is on you. All right. And um, then I'll tell you if I agree with you or not. Look, Daddy wants that money, man. I'm ready to get, <laughs> dude, I'm ready to get snipped tomorrow, dude. I want to sleep. I can't wait to sleep. You know, I mean... I, I I get that. Thanks I get to that. Brewer for the advice last week, but it, it didn't. Oh work. no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You know, I'm not doing that either. So don't worry about it. Um, uh, I don't. Man, listen. I I could. I I'm glad that I got a hookup here with an MLB license because maybe he could hook me up with like a special. Like, yeah, you did. Talk I, don't, about I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't root for the Yankees, but I love my son, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I feel like it's different once you. Once your kid is a professional athlete, you see them change organizations and they get called up to different places. And, like, it's more about your kid than it is about your allegiance. Like, if if my son played for the Yankees, well, first of all, like, hell yeah, because, like, daddy's making well, that tougher, Steinbrenner like the Darnos, money, Like, the Darnos have to wear, like, both hats. Yeah, like, they're Dodgers fans. You know, they didn't they, right? They grew up, I, I think Darn. But uh, when their sons play each oh, other. Yeah. and that too. You know. That's you... another great example. But, yeah, I mean, like, if... Uh, like if RJ won a world championship with the Yankees, like come on, man! Like, uh, <laughs> like what am I supposed to do? Like my son brings home me home a World Series ring. I'm supposed to, you know, crap on it because it's a Yankee ring? No way! This is like when the the Mets do the inter squad game down at spring training, and they're yeah. they're playing against each other. But like, let's say Syndergaard back when he was you know first coming up the ranks, if he was uh, throwing or pitching to um, whoever. Lagaris back then, and Lagaris hits a home run. Are you happy for Lagaris or or sad for Syndergaard? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's what, spring training. How still, about this? You know what I mean? How about this? If RJ makes it to the majors and he's playing for the Nats or the Yankees, I'll get new era. Like I'll get a custom new era, just his number in in the team's font, like on a blank hat. How's that? That's fair. Sure. I mean, I, I don't think I don't I'm think gonna, I'm gonna have to worry about it. I don't it. think I'm gonna have to worry about it either. But I would probably not be able. You know what it is? I would root for my for my kid, but I wouldn't wear any of the gear. Nothing. Uh, none of the gear. Uh, I don't know. It would be harder for me if you told me that he was a professional hockey so, player and he played for the Rangers. That'd all be, right. That'd be hard. We're moving over to the clip of the week, which we you probably already know what it is. If you watch the show, yeah, you, got to. you probably know what it is. It's rally time. It's rally time. So, Rally Man, we didn't invent Rally Man. Obviously, he was doing his thing before he came and sat with us. Making towns, making stars. <laughs> he was doing his thing up in 515, which is Section 515, whenever he gives us a shout-out. He also does sit in the Big Apple Reserve. He, he started coming around this year, started sitting with the group. But 
WPIX was hired, I guess, by the Mets to come up with Mets content, Mets commercials. Indart somehow knows the guy that has something to do with making these commercials. So Indart hit me up and he goes, hey, these guys are going to come to the tailgate on Saturday and start filming. I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's cool. So they filmed at the game and this commercial surfaced last Friday, which when I first saw it, my jaw was like on the floor. Yeah, it was great. It's like, I cannot believe that this is an actual thing on television made by WPIX for a Mets game. So good. So we got to play it. We have to play it right now. And, and you know what? It took the internet by storm. It's got like 200,000 views. As it should. On the WPIX uh, Facebook page. Making towns, making stars. <laughs> so shout out to Mal- Rally Man Clip of the Week. Teams go through streaks like this. When New York needs a hero. The Mets can't capitalize. And a dark night isn't enough. Wasn't able to execute. It's up to this Cape Crusader to give hope to the amazing fans in Gotham. Get ready to rally. Let's rally, guys! Rally, guys! I am the Avenger of 515 and the Big Apple Reserve. And I am your rally! When spirits are down, he's always there to lift them up, way up, this weekend in Atlanta. The fate of the season belongs to the fans. That's right, New York. It's rally time. Mets versus Braves, Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday. How insane is that? Fantastic. But you know what? So many people that, that take themselves way too seriously had a problem with this. Like, this is making the Mets look like a joke. I mean, get over yourself. Obviously, it was supposed to be a joke. It was supposed to be purposely cheesy. You know what I mean? If you have a problem with that, <laughs> why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you go find a nice little section of the ballpark? And just take a flying leap off of it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... It said something about this weekend, the series is up to the fans. It was an away game. It made no sense. Yeah. The whole thing was a joke. And, you know, people take themselves way too serious. And I even said to Rally Man, he kind of almost felt bad for a second. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is great. Ride, ride it, dude. Ride the wave. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Anyone who's uptight about this, it, it says more about that yes. person yes. than it does about you. Yes. So enjoy yourself. Dude. So, Rally Man, we didn't play any questions from you this week, but shout out to you. That was awesome. Congratulations. I told him the other day that he's going to be, uh, his hand was going to be tired from signing so many autographs. But Tuesday night was a weird night out there. There was a million Cubs fans at the stadium. Yeah. It was 9-1 to one in the second inning. It was 102 degrees. So I don't know how many autographs he signed. But I almost did. I was trying to like hook him up with this girl at the end of the game. Yeah? Yeah, they were standing behind me. And I was like, oh, do you guys know each other? Let's do a quick speed dating. Let's like sit there and you know talk it out. You know, uh, <laughs> let me, let me I was trying. This. I was trying oh, to be his I want to say this about Rally Man. Rally Man, I think... When he goes clean-shaven, I think he's got to go clean-shaven because I think this is integral to his handsomeness factor. I think Rally Man could, could do some work. Yeah, I think, sure. I think we got to get him on a little protein, beef him up a little bit. But other <laughs> than that, I think, uh, I think Rally Man could, could do okay. Why not? Oh. You know what it is? It's mind over matter. And ever, anything in life is mind over matter. Rally Man, what... you want to you wanna, you wanna pump some iron? We'll get, we'll get in there. We'll do the, can you imagine? We need to shoot that video. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, Rally Man, on your day off, whatever it is or whatever, come out to where I live. We'll go, we'll go work out. We'll shoot it for the show because that <laughs> would be the best thing in the world. So we're going to do it. And if people were upset about that commercial, wait till they see the rest of them. 
I got to tell you off air, the other I ones that wait. they filmed. I can't wait. Not with him, but like the other ones that they filmed are even they're they're going to be even crazier. And you know, if you got a, if you got a problem with that, go fly kite because it's ridiculous. Have fun with your life. I've got two words for you. Anyway, moving right along, we are going to St. Louis on July eighth. That's a Saturday. So July 7th, I'm still trying to work out the details. Jim Brewer's in town. He's going to be at a place. Uh, I can't remember the name of the comedy club, but I contacted his agent today to say which which of the two showings, there's a 7 o'clock and a 10 o'clock on the Friday night, which one has more available tickets because that's going to be the one that we'll tell people to go to yep. because obviously there's only 50 tickets available to the 7 o'clock. We probably can't go to that one. So yes. we did work out the plans. If you can see here, I'm going to move for Patty O's, which looks like the Bordy Barn of St. Oh, Louis. Oh, my. It's huge. And it's very close to the stadium. And I called them. I first followed them on Twitter and started like talking to them and finding out you know, what their capacity is, what kind of specials they might have. And uh, I got someone on the phone. We talked it out. And I said, listen, we're gonna, we have 1,000 tickets to the game. And we want to come to your bar. So Patty O's it is. Here are the specials. They open. It's a 4 o'clock game. Uh, 4 o'clock, uh, 4.10 in New York. So local time, it's 3.10 uh, over there in St. Louis. So it's uh, Patios, July 8th, 2017. The doors open at 10.30 in the morning. I don't think we have to get there that early, but the place does look like it gets mobbed. And the drink specials are $20 for buckets. So six beers for 20 bucks and two-for-one bombs. Anything that they could make with – anything that they could make <laughs> – Anything that they could make. That was a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> two for one. Anything that they could make with Red Bull is uh, two for one for seven bucks. And without further ado, here is the event T-shirt for the day. So it says, Storming St. Louis, Orange and Blue Ambush with a train on it. On the bottom it says, The Seven Line Army Road Trip, 1,000 Mets fans strong. Uh, this is the shirt. It goes to print within the next few days, and we will ship everything out to you next week. So... If you've never been to an outing with us before, the way it works is we send you your shirt, your ticket, itinerary. So if you're not watching this and you want to know where the pregame party is, we'll send you all that in the mail to your house, and then we'll meet you out there in St. Louis. If we do find out details about the Jim Brewer thing, we would totally like to do that again. We did it in San Diego, and the next day we saw Bartolo Colon hit a home run. So timing is everything, and hopefully that's a tradition that will live on as uh, yeah. something that brings us good luck the next yeah, day. Yeah, Selman's going yard. Oh, that'd be cool. If he's pitching, we, we keep getting uh, Wheeler days. Yeah, that's true. We have uh, Elvis said to me, what do we have, the Wheeler package? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so we are going to move on to our Facebook Q&A quickly. We have about five minutes to kill here before we turn this thing off and enjoy the Mets victory tonight. Yes. Again, indeed. Nationals are in town. Gaselman's on the mound, who I couldn't pronounce his name 25 episodes ago. That's all right. Well, that's look at this. It's evolution. You know what I was kind of mad about as, as the, the questions roll in? Um, this security at City Field was kind of jerks on Tuesday night to a couple people really? right by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, so you know how they check your tickets going back down to the one hundred all the time, and you're supposed to show them your ticket. The top of the section. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we were sitting three sections from the top, and there was a guy behind me, Cubs fan, super nice guy. We talked to him a little bit. You know, Cubs shirt, Cubs hat, not obnoxious at all. Just sitting there having a beer, watching the game, and he showed must have showed this guy his ticket ten, fifteen times. So the last time the guy was hung up with somebody else, he just walked down. And he sat in his seat. Security comes over to him. He's like, "No, no, no. You listen to me talk first, all right?" And he's like, "I'm sorry. Is there a problem?" And he's like, "Listen to me." 
We got a policy here. You got to show your ticket. If you don't, we will eject your ass. Really? And I'm, and I'm sitting there, and so I'm not like, showing your ticket. Yeah. And he's like, and because he said when I the guy left, the security guy left. He's I turn, I'm like, what happened, man? Like that's such bull. Like it's BS. Like why did why did the guy react like that? He's like, dude, the the usher. Like I, I just walked by the guy. He was I must have walked showed the guy my ticket 15 times, and he said, and he's like put his hand on me, and he's like, whoa, man, don't touch me. I'm going right back down right, to my right, seat. Right. So we and he went over to that guy, and then he went over to like a twenty-year-old kid with like his parents, who he was obviously there with like his parents, read them same riot act, same power trip nonsense. That's crazy, dude. That's not cool. And and like I'm not trying to be a tough guy or anything like that, but I was dressed exactly like this. And if they if they would have done the same thing to me, there's no way the guy would have said anything to me. Like it was totally because the kids were young, and like the, the, the guy behind me was like skinny guy and like what, and he's just like mild mannered dude. And like I, I hate that. You so, think it was a Cubs thing? Like he was trying to be a dick. I think it was totally part of of the guy behind me that it was a Cubs fan or whatever. So I just I don't know. I thought that was kind of that was kind of rough. So I mean I'm on the Met. I take the Mets side on almost everything. Like I'm really like good with them, and I cut them the benefit of the doubt at all. Like it's not cool to just to do that to somebody. Before we wait for some questions, Brian's going to write some down. I want to do. I want to do. I want to tell you guys about something you may have missed today on the uh, Twitter world or wherever the hell you get your Mets or MLB news from. Yahoo Sports posted this. It was Jeff Passan. Passan? Passan? Passan, yeah. Passan. He uh, broke the news, I think, like 22 hours ago on Twitter. The MLB players for one weekend only will be allowed to wear nicknames on their back. They can wear bright colored shoes. And actually, I also heard that you can, if you want to, you can get a custom patch made for your jersey for for anything. You can just write, put whatever you want on your jersey. Yeah, it's going to be like a little space that they put on their jersey where you can support causes or Which is great. call out individuals that helped you get to the to the your on your path to the show. This is a little like XFL ish, but well, you know, they, I don't know if anyone's going to put like he hate me on this. Well, back, they, but somebody should. Yeah, they it'd should. be the best selling jersey in Major League Baseball. Do you think they're going to sell these nickname ones? Is that what this is? Well, I mean, the NBA did it and they sold the nickname jersey. And then the NFL just uh, last Wait, year. And they did this in games? Yes. Oh, I didn't had, know that. They had a nickname series. The Nets and the Heat did it. Um, and I, th- I think maybe a couple other teams. Um, and it was fine. Like, honestly, it really wasn't that interesting. Um, the NFL last year just did a uh, like a similar kind of thing where for one week only the players wear whatever they wanted on their cleats to support different ca- various causes. And that was, I thought, very nice. Um, surprise, surprise. Tezza doesn't like the players weekend. Well, because Tezza's a uniform <laughs> traditionalist. But I yeah, get it. Of course, of course. I knew Tezza would hate it, but whatever. I mean, it's fine to me. It's it's something different. The Red Sox said they were going to participate, which is interesting because they're going to be at home that weekend. They don't usually wear names on their jerseys. I wonder what the Yankees will do. Um, so it'll be uh, it'll be very interesting. Um, Amy DeVito said, "Have we ever read Amazing Again by Greg Prince? Great book. Uh, would totally recommend it if you haven't." Um, I don't know if I don't think I've read it. I think I've read excerpts from it. I have a copy, and yeah. you know, you know, I, I always talk about sitting down and actually reading a book cover to cover, and I I, I haven't done it since Knuckleball. Uh, yeah. Was it called Knuckleball? Yeah, yeah. I, I know the movie and, was called whatever it yeah. was, but I read R.A. Dickey's it's book. It's R.A. Dickey's like, story, and then Piazza's. Those are the last two yeah. that I got through. So no, but, we're in a bad spot to read books all the way through. In now our lives. we are. Yeah, yeah. But a couple years ago, that's when I read Dickey's. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Greg is an amazingly gifted writer. Um, Anthony Cass wants to know: Did he make a good first impression? I heard that you would take a super kick. If the Mets no, made the I World, told him no. Well, if they make if the World, they made, Series, make the the World Series, what do we got over there? We, remember, if you watched last week, the man behind the cheesecake is back. If you came to the game the other night, Moose, my father-in-law, sat there with me in the front row. I think he's got something. What do you got tonight? Um, shrimp cocktail 
Not shrimp <laughs> cocktail. Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is this is getting out of control. Come on in, cheesecake yeah, last say, week. Come on in, shrimp you cocktail. Were, you were you were my favorite part of the show last week, so. Uh, just that. I'm not just saying. Look that. at this. I'm we're we're running late, this. but yeah, screw it. We're, look at this. Look at that. And you're not wearing a green shirt this week either. I was gonna yeah, say. No. So so it's so it's. Pumping somebody else's You want to take my seat for a second? Uh, give no, the people I'm what good. they want. Give, give the yeah, people. Go ahead. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Hey, you can answer. You can answer questions. These are right up your alley. Okay. We can do that. Okay. Ready? Uh, Brubaca wants to know: Do you prefer a Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese Doritos? Yeah, Cool Ranch okay, isn't. For, just go to the mic. Yeah, go to the mic. Yeah, that's not for me. I, I live in the South now, and they put ranch on pizza. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I kind of got a little thing going on against that. All right, so so nacho <laughs> cheese, nacho yeah, cheese. Nacho I'm cheese. I'm on team nacho cheese too. Cool My Ranch, cheese, Cool Ranch. Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll give you a shout to the guy who did the video question. Yeah. I was born a Yankee fan because the Mets weren't around back then. Sure. I still have a soft spot in my heart for them, and I've become a Met fan fan, and don't lose your roots, you know? I'm a Green Bay fan. I never lived in, over there, but since I've been little, I've been a Green Bay fan. I would never change, you know, just because the Giants are playing good one year doesn't mean I'm going to switch. I hear you. So, you know. That's fair. your roots. And... I don't think you have an option to be a, Yan a Yankee fan anymore now. No. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, you, uh, I know where you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's what's our favorite minor league team name? James Williams wants to know. We did this, I thought. I, I liked out of the Mets. I liked the out Rumble of every, Ponies. Yeah, I, oh, I'm I'm all Rumble Ponies. Rumble Ponies yeah. all day long. I'm, I'm a big. What about what about we're, we're kicking on the uh, terrible fast food? Uh, Chalupa or Gordita? Gordita. Gordita. <laughs> emphatically, emphatically. You know what? Uh, I don't want to give out the website address because we are working on something. I never told you about this. But whenever we want, Kelly and I want to know anything that has to do with anything, we call him yeah. and we say a certain website address. I, don't, I haven't bought it yet. I think it's available. But I think that he needs to have his own show like this where he just answers questions because he comes up with answers. At, I don't even know if you make half of them up, but we call him. It's like, how do you get? How do you make honey? And he'll tell you, uh, you do this, you do that. Like anything yeah. you want to know, he'll have an answer for. So, look for that show eventually—a spinoff of Orange and Blue Thing. Our first spinoff. That's fantastic. Anybody else have questions? And 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 really, honestly, you're not asking us anymore. So let's let's dispense with that <laughs> no, notion. Because it's because it's not going to happen. Shrimp yet. Look at this. This is this is getting this is getting out of control. <laughs> and you're going back to Florida next week, right? Yeah, you're not even going to be here next week. Damn it! Next Thursday, no snacks. Yeah. So what? What? What, what are we going to do? <laughs> Anthony Cass said that spinoff would probably be more successful than Joey. So you know, there's that. <laughs> or poor, this. Poor Joe. Well, you never know. You you, you never know. And T and Tessa says his favorite uh, minor league team name is definitely not the Fire Frogs. Poor Mets, bro. Oh, Mets, bro. Poor Mets, bro. <laughs> All right, guys. So, Mets game is about to start. Mets are going to win three to two. You heard it here first. We should let him close it oh, out. Oh, you with... gotta, you gotta pick the the shirt. Yes, and we should let him close it out with words of wisdom. So think on that. Okay, Marinate on it... that for a second, because we need your we need your words of wisdom. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna reload this. If you shared the show, we're gonna pick one person out right now to win this fancy tie dyed T shirt from the Mets. Thanks to the Mets for sending this our way. It will be free at the ballpark tomorrow night. Oh, stop. Maybe I should keep this All right, Anthony F. Johnson. All right, Anthony F. Johnson. Don't close that. We're going to send him a direct message and mail you out this shirt. To, to everyone else that's going to the game tomorrow night, you get this for free. Hopefully the Mets win. 
uh, three out of four, or at least sweep. We can't walk away with it. We can't walk away with a split this weekend. That's that's bad for nope. biz. Yep. Um, All right, we should let your father-in-law take it home. Take it home. Right, right, right. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Uh, we got a lot of injuries. Everybody's been shooting that out there. Um, my view is maybe we should look at the trainer a little bit and see if he's communicating with the coach. And when these little hiccups happen in our lives, always remember. Some days you're the dog, and some days you're the hydrant. There it is, folks. There you go, kids. All right, guys. Episode 25, that's a wrap. Orange and blue thing. We'll be back next week. Mets, Nationals, on SMY, Gesellman and Gonzalez. Let's get three out of four at least, hopefully, guys. Uh, Darren Meenan, (laughs) wrap it up. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. See you next Thursday. As always, Orange and Blue Thing here every week on Facebook.com slash The 7Line. If you're listening on iTunes and SoundCloud, we appreciate it. It wouldn't uh, wouldn't hurt us either if you want to leave a a, a rating, subscribe us, and definitely subscribe and watch the show. Tell your friends. So let's go Mets. Let's get a big series victory.